Hello and welcome to another edition of the Casual Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about feeling out of the loop or not wanting to be in the loop. One or the other. I'm your host, Bobby Pease. Mostly Joining Bobby me this- sus. Oh, God. <laughs> that was Chase Kinnicky, the gamer on the go. I don't know where Johnny's at. Frankly, I don't care. Um, he's just not here tonight. Hey, but, you know, good news, since Johnny said he listens to any show that he's not on, we've doubled our listenership. We have one more person to to generate the buzz. Uh, Chase, I feel out of the loop. Um, in general? Before we, yeah, in general. Okay. But tonight especially, before we get into it, uh, we are a video game podcast. Tonight's a very, very casual episode of the Casual Hour. We're going to tell you about the games we're playing, cover some news. It's going to be real intimate with me and Chase. But before we do that, I just... I'm not what I would consider to be very old, but I think a lot of people that would be playing games these days would consider me very old. You're older than um, me. I'm older than you. I'm 35 years old. And not that age has anything to do with, I don't I, I don't want to gatekeeper or be that, that person, but I do feel very disconnected from a phenomenon happening in gaming right now, which is the game Among Us. And on one hand, I, I want to take a moment to, to say congratulations to that that team because this game's been out for a few years and it's found legs for days. That that's the fascinating part to me is that totally. it took so long to catch this big. Yeah, and and now that it's big and it's happening, I I am kind of also right there with you, despite being so much younger than you. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> I mean, shit, Chase, you might as well be playing this game. On Twitch streaming. Yeah, well, I also just don't get streamer culture all that much. But, um, yeah, what, what's weird to me is that I just, I don't, I don't see the appeal, I suppose. Like, it, I, I don't know. if it, Maybe if we had a bigger group of friends that would play something like this, uh, I, maybe it's just, like, having the right moment, having the right group. But... I've you know tried what, to Chase? watch. I've tried to watch other people, and I'm like, I don't know. Eh, not, not I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna flip my webcam down, right here on my desk. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go into my closet. I'm gonna get my vintage, vintage like late '60s, early '70s copy of the board game Clue. Okay. And I'm gonna teach you all what suspect is, because I don't know what the fuck sus is, but I'm you know, <laughs> things get really suspect in the game of Clue. They don't get sus AF like they do in oh, Among funny. Us. Yeah. But they get suspect as fuck when I play Clue. Let yeah. me just tell you that much. Kern Muss with the canned. Mizzy White. The conserve, you know. Sarah and I just watched Clue. That movie still holds up very well. What ending did you get? In Clue? We watched all of them. Okay. I mean, that's the way to watch Clue. <laughs> yeah, but, we watched all of them. Yeah. Um, so I, when I watched Clue, it has been forever since I've seen Clue. But when I watched Clue, it was on VHS still, which for all ooh. the kids listening is a is an old format that came before DVDs. Um, yeah. That you would watch movies. It was like, well, I'm sorry, I probably also need to explain what DVDs are. DVDs are a, a disc. It's like Netflix, but it's like on a piece of physical. It's what it costs you a hundred dollars more to use it. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like a CD, but then I'd also have to explain that. Um, this, anyway, this is getting we're not away helping from us. our. our I, yeah, <laughs> I watched Clue on tape, which meant that you watch the movie and then yep. it says, and then it says, okay, all right, well now the credits are over, so here's another ending, 
and yep. then after that, here's another ending, and you didn't get to choose them. I, I imagine you're watching Clue on a on a DVD or on a no we, different service uh, or something like that. I can't remember. It was a streaming service. I don't okay. know which one Sarah used. Uh, she we we try to watch more fall esque movies, and that one fit like an, it's not quite spooky, but it definitely feels a bit more of the season as we're approaching some of those cooler nights here in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And we ended up watching watching that. Yeah, I mean it's no Knives Out, but. Knives Out is fucking great. Knives Out is pretty good. I like Knives Out a lot. So Chase, we uh, just you and I here tonight. I know that uh, I see some exciting things that you've brought to the table to discuss. Uh, I'm excited to share a few things with you as well. But uh, I'd love to know what you've been playing this past week because I see him. I'm just gonna call. It, there's a mystery game here, and like I'm chomping at the bit to know what it is. There is a mystery game. Uh, you will continue to chomp because I'm gonna start with Genshin Impact. Which hey, is the game I've played most recently. Um, that's sexy Zelda, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, anime, anime, Breath of the Wild. I like. I still think it's pretty different from Breath of the Wild, but I understand the comparisons, uh, sure. especially from a surface level. Uh, I haven't played a ton more since I last talked about it on the show. Uh, it seems like it's blown up. I, I was telling you that my YouTube recommendations are all fucked up now with Genshin Impact shit after yeah. watching like one video. And uh, and you supplied this uh, GameSpot um, like image, <laughs> like infographic yeah. that has uh, yeah. has some cool stuff about its stats. So fifty million dollars in revenue from its first week across all platforms. Um, I was not all fifty million dollars of that, but I have spent a little bit of money on the on sure. the free to play game. You don't have to. Again, I, I don't think that you have to spend any money at all to have a good time in this game. But I have I've tossed a little money at it at this point, and I've gotten some characters, and I feel okay about it. Uh, Twenty million pre-registrations prior to launch, and seventeen million downloads since then in four days, which uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. impressive. I mean, I mean, yeah. being a free-to-play game, zero barrier yeah. to entry. It's on phones, yeah. it's on consoles. It's pretty easy to to jump in. Um, but I think I think there's something to it. I I really want to listen to one of the recent Waypoint radios because I know Austin Walker was talking about how much he was enjoying it, and I'd really like to hear why. Uh, yeah. Because for me, it's like I think not not to just go over everything that I said last week, but I think uh, it's got a great aesthetic for sure. I think mm-hmm. the story is uh, at least interesting, and uh, I think. There's some pretty good voice acting. Paimon not in, not included. Uh, yeah, we don't like Paimon here. Yeah, Paimon is uh, not welcome in this podcast. Although or like Paimon, Paimon, very nice, very nice. Um, she's quieted down a little bit as I as I've continued to play, which has been nice. Uh, if only she could be quiet forever. Um, yeah, I, I think it's got some cool things to it. I really do like exploring in that game and just walking around and finding things. It it is very much like Breath of the Wild in that. There's just so many little puzzles and little environmental things that you can go around and go, oh, hey, here's like three uh, braziers that are just like sitting on the top of a mountain and they have little fire symbols on it. Well, what if I switch to my fire character and light them all? And oh, wouldn't you know what a chest pops up? And then you open that chest, and nice. it's it's basically just garbage. Uh, most most chests are garbage at this point. Uh, the I'm going to be down. I've I- gotten. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I did get it downloaded. Um, I got a trip that I'm taking over the next five days where I won't have my normal setup. I'll be a bit more mobile again. And uh, I think I'm going to check this out for the first time on my iPad. 
Okay. And uh, it, it the, does it does require an internet connection. At least it is a server side thing. Even though it's not an MMO, when you're in there, I'm not sure what it's ever checking. But right. um, but you do well. I mean, to do like polls and stuff for the for the gotcha mechanics, you need to have internet access. And I hope it uses a controller. I hope I can use a controller with it. I I'm sure you can. I've only seen like the the. Uh, the what, what's the word I'm looking for? The the um, touch. Yeah, you know, the touch controls, but like they're. Uh, God, I keep wanting to say temporary, and that's not the word. The the like you can see through them. Transparent. Yeah, the trans- Jesus. Yeah, transparent ones that you like <laughs> put on the screen, right? Yeah, yeah, those transparent yeah. controls. But yeah. I've heard I've heard people say it actually controls really well with touch controls. I find that huh. hard to believe, but yeah, you know. What, what can you do? Anyway, so do you think this is a game that you're going to continue to put time into? I think so. I think so just because it's so easy to put time into. It's, it's is it, nice Is it like to, a game that you could pick up for a short amount of time and get enjoyment out of it? Or do you need to commit? Like, what's that about? I Yeah, I, I think you could play it for a relatively short amount of time and still enjoy yourself. A game that I don't feel like you can do that with is 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which I haven't played any since I talked about it last on the podcast because I want to find that night where I say, okay, tonight is the 13 Sentinels night. I'm going to play five sure. hours of this because that's that I feel like you need to binge. But Genshin Impact, I think it, you can do you can do it either way. Like There's so much to do in that game. There's so much to see that you can definitely spend a, a long time playing it or you can just say, hey, I'm going to put a little progress to one mission, to one quest that I'm doing, or I'm just going to explore like this one part. It's very similar to, to Breath of the Wild in that, hey, I'm just going to go find that one waypoint, that, that one uh, yeah. teleportation area that I can go. If I can get to that fast travel point, it lets me explore a little bit more of the world. Maybe I'll see something on the way. But I do have a, a, a very small goal that I can go after for just this part. And, and in that instance, you know, I said I didn't, don't feel like it's a lot like Breath of the Wild. And then it seems like all I say is that it's like Breath of the Wild in many ways. But um, those weapons, they still don't break. And that's great. That's good. Love that. Uh, so, again, you said that this is on, right now, console, correct? PlayStation? PlayStation. I don't think it's on Xbox. It's it's definitely it not either. on Switch. It's coming to Switch, uh, but okay. it's not there yet. And then um, PC, I believe. It is. And then uh, iOS and Android. Mobile. And you said that this does have cross-save capabilities yes yes it yes it does but not with ps4 okay if, if so for on, me though like yeah i can play on, on my ps4 my you're locked to ps4 but if okay. you're playing pc to to mobile you can switch between those things okay yeah that's cool yeah I what mean, a fascinating thing it's it's a neat thing i i i don't feel like it's in my top 10 yet but I also feel like there's so much more to uncover there that I would like to see more before I make more of a final decision about it. And I could totally see it making into that top 10 or maybe even high in that top 10 if sure. I can explore a little bit more and see what's going on. But so far, I don't think the gotcha mechanics have been too bad. Um, they're, they're still giving daily stuff where it's just like, hey, thanks for playing the game again today. Here's some primo gems, which... You know, I mean, they're not giving you a ton, but they're giving you a little bit of the currency that you can use to, to spend on shit. And uh, I think the, the gotcha mechanics are actually relatively fair when you're doing them. They, they have some ways of getting guaranteed good sure. loot, 
even if you don't necessarily know what that thing is, you know that it's going to be good. Uh, yeah. So that that's cool. No, I, anyway. I, I will. Uh, I'll be reporting back on that game. I, I don't know quite yet what our schedule for next week is. If it's going to be a deep dive or what you've been playing, but um, this is something that I will be able to. I will be able to speak to next week. Yeah, sure. I'll be very interested to hear how you feel about it, knowing that you are a a huge Breath of the Wild fan. And yeah. I think that could be a double-edged sword. Like, one on one hand, yep. hey, this game is like a game that I like a lot. But then also, hey, this game isn't exactly like that game I like. And I could see it see it going either way. So we'll see. No. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I know I'll, how I'm much you're into anime. It out. So you'll, you'll really like you, that. You know, when I, the thing about my anime is whenever I get into something that is anime and it really clicks with me, it clicks hard. And uh, there could be a case of that here. Who knows? What's what's the last anime thing that clicked hard for you? Um, the last anime that clicked hard for me was Nino Kuni. Ah, right, was, of course, yes. Um, that was that one had a very big handle on me. But before, I mean, I still like Persona Four. Uh, what I what I appreciate about that game five. Uh, well, no, I, I mean, I liked four. Like, I don't have anything Did against it. I've been playing. Yeah, oh, you've been, been playing four. Oh, right, you've been playing the PC version of four. Yeah, um, it's hard. It just feels very old in comparison to the polish of five. So like yeah. that's not great for me, but I do appreciate what it is. And then um, honestly, man, like I got, I can't think off the top of my head what what was before that. But but Nino Kuni, I mean, Fire Emblem. You, you played some some Fire Emblem. I love that man. Well. Love that game. All right, uh, uh, let's move on, Bobby. What else you got going on here, man? Uh, I played a different free game. Okay, it's called uh, Super Mario Thirty Five. Hey, that's that sounds like something I know a lot about. Yeah, what do you know about Super Mario Thirty Five, or you just know about Mario? I know that um, Nintendo has quote unquote captured lightning in a bottle with Tetris Ninety Nine, and I mm-hmm. think that the chaos of that, like of what Tetris can be, really lends itself nicely to. And let me preface this with: I have not played uh, Super Mario Thirty Five yet. Um, but I do know that Mario, like where there is a brick in Mario, there's always a brick in Mario where there's a brick in Tetris isn't always the same when you play that game. And I think that this can become more of just like quick run genius versus, you know, like strategic reactionary abilities or like the ability to kind of see around corners, so to speak with Tetris and like, how can you fuck people over that way where, this is more like I know exactly where to, what button to press, where to go to, to to fuck somebody up with this particular type of thing. Okay. And it well, seems like it might not be quite as uh, fun for a group as what Tetris is. I think you're kind of onto something. So let me let me go back a little bit. Um, I played, I didn't play it a lot, but I played the original mod that someone had made of the. That, I forgot his name. I'm sorry, but um, I played the browser based. Mario that everyone could play uh, and they would play it together and that's the one that got the cease and desist years yep. ago and now Nintendo has this that um, you know is is pretty similar um, that game I, I don't remember all the specifics but I remember that you could see all the Marios going at once on the same yep. screen like you'd see the ghosted images of the Marios yep. and it was super frantic and super fun because yep. because those Marios would also kind of obscure your vision of things. So even though 
you did kind of know the level layout because it was still Super Mario Brothers, you kind of might be able to lose a Goomba in the mess of Marios that are just jumping around. And I seem to remember that game having more of a push for you to go fast. Like, hey, you can't just you can't just sure. hang out. It, it's. I feel it was like more. Was, it had it had more speed run than it did fucking over people. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. You, you weren't. Yeah. It, it wasn't like Tetris ninety nine where you were literally throwing pieces onto another board. Uh, you were all just playing Mario, and the last one standing was the winner. But I that feel, is correct. If I remember right, I feel like there were mechanics in that mod that that incentivized you to get through things quick. Uh, or, or like maybe at some point yeah. you just win if you got to the end first. I, I'm not sure. I can't remember exactly. Um, Super Mario 35 doesn't really have that. Um, to, to your point about Tetris 99, the way that you fuck over other players in Super Mario 35, and it does the same thing where it's like, hey, in the middle is your Super Mario Brothers game, and then you can see the boards of all the other people playing, and you can choose those same four options as you could in, in Tetris, where you can pick random or player who's ahead or, or something like that. Players who are targeting you, you can switch to those things, or you can just manually choose which board you want to fuck over. And right. I believe it's every enemy that you kill gets thrown onto the opponent's board. And Including Bowser. Up. Including Bowser? Okay, I hadn't faced a Bowser. Um, so you'll see like these little black and white versions of Koopas and, and Goombas and Hammer Brothers and things. When they get killed, they'll show up on another on, on your screen the, or the other way around. That's the crazy shit. Like you could essentially like warp ahead to get to a Bowser earlier than most people that you're playing with, and you can see a fucking random Bowser show up in the midst of a level where he has no business being. Like that to me is really cool. I like that a whole lot, but I don't know if I'm as into the concept of this game as what maybe Nintendo would like for me to be. I'm not either. Uh, frankly, I think this sucks. I, I think this is uh, a real waste. And that's saying something considering that Super Mario 3D All-Stars is also a waste. It feels like this yeah. whole Super Mario 35, uh, 35th anniversary thing, kind of a waste on Nintendo's part. I don't know if that's due to COVID or <sighs> laziness. I don't know, man. Or just knowing that they're going to get the money anyway. Um, even though this is a free download, but it is the free download that is trying to get you to keep... The, your oh, yeah. uh, your Nintendo Switch Online subscription, um, I I just I find this really bad. I I made a handful of runs in in one night and just it's it's slow. I mean, it does have a timer. There's a timer in the corner yeah. that's ticking down, and when you kill enemies, you'll get a couple seconds added to your timer. If you finish a level, you'll get a chunk of time added to your timer. So there are ways of keeping the time up okay that that's fine that that at least provides me some motivation to keep going and not just stand in place the whole time um the problems happen in that you can just redo levels you can so what i did uh, because like any good mario player i got through one one you're in one two and you jump up to go to the to the warp and when you go to the warp you can just warp to one one again. 
Like it, it doesn't right. it doesn't give you it doesn't just say jump to no, the, the next worlds. It's right. it's just you can jump back to one one or one two or a couple of well, different. That's how I'm seeing people do all those Bowser things early on. They're going to that warp. Sure, but uh, I was finding it easier to just say, "Well, go back to one one because that's the easy level," and then right. I'll run through one one again, which is no problem, and then I'll run through one two again, and then I'll just warp again. And mostly, yeah. I could warp at least back to one two, if not to one one, which are easy levels and yeah, no problem at all. And I have a fire flower, so no enemies can touch me at all ever. I'm gaining a ton of time because I'm killing so many enemies with these fire fireballs. Uh, in one two, a bunch of the the enemy, the trash enemies that they throw to you, get caught in in those little crevices, and you can yeah. just easily stomp them all for a bunch of time. Sure. It is, like, it was pointless, and I I died more out of boredom than I did out of. Um, it's such a shame, man. I hate hearing that. Yeah, it just it doesn't feel. I feel like they could have made small tweaks to make this way more interesting, to make it closer to the mod that was interesting when it first came out, and I feel like it'd be a better thing. There's also or a, just a do Doctor Mario. What do you mean, Doctor Mario? Like you want to just, just fu- do the oh, you want to just do the puzzle game instead? No, Doctor Mario ninety nine or whatever. I mean, like that sure. would be something. Yeah, I yeah, it, it would. I think it would make more sense, but it is. It's the. Is this the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, or is it Mario Brothers, or is it Donkey Kong? I don't fucking know anymore. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I should probably know that as as somewhat of a game historian, but uh, I I just don't know off the top of my head. Anyway, obviously Nintendo doesn't care about their history either because they're putting Super Mario Brothers on a fucking Game and Watch, which doesn't make any goddamn sense. Uh, we got um, the wrong Mario game in 2020. The one that we all probably would have benefited from is got, unfortunately coming out. February. We got multiple wrong Mario games this yeah. year. Uh, I mean, any- dude, like, I'm I'm looking at my, I'm sorry to cut you off, I'm looking yeah. at my Switch for this trip, and I'm like, oh, I got Super Mario 3D All-Stars, and I'm just, like, not jazzed about it. Yeah, well, you know what I'm you just, should I'm just be not jazzed, jazzed for is Hades. Like, like Hades is still dude, on the Switch, and that's all you need, really, even though I'm You gotta sure- get that fucking hoary split pad, man. That changes <laughs> it up completely. I bet it does. I bet it does. Um, so last last couple of things on Super Mario 35. There's also when you get 20 coins, you can also roll kind of a roulette wheel thing in the in the uh, top corner, and uh, that'll give you a random power up, a star or a pow block oh, cool. or a fire flower or a or a mushroom, something like that. Um, collecting coins is really easy. You can't sure. use them anywhere else from from what I've seen. It still has like a count on your profile to show how many coins you've collected, but you can't spend them on anything, so I don't know what the point is there other than just bragging rights, I guess. Um, But those power-ups also make it incredibly easy to just get Big Mario again, or to get that Fire Flower again, which makes makes my um, strategy of continually warping to 1-1 and 1-2 even more broken. Because it's like, well then, I'm 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 never gonna die because these levels are too easy. I'm never gonna die because I'm also uh, can just constantly make myself Big Mario or Fireflower Mario again. It doesn't matter how many right. Bowsers you throw on. Eventually, I still haven't seen a Bowser. I saw ham- plenty of Hammer Brothers, but it's like I can just take those out with fireballs at this point. Nothing can touch me, and it just it just was really really boring, and that sucks. Yeah. Like Tetris 99 is 
like constant balls to the walls, white knuckle stuff of yeah. holy shit. Especially when you get down to like that last ten, it is incredibly intense. And in this, I got down to the last five in in Mario thirty five, and I was just like, I'm just doing the same shit. And the only reason I, uh, I well, I say the reason I died is because I got bored. The reason I died is because finally on that warp, it wouldn't let me warp back to 1-1 one, one or 1-2. One, I just got a bad random roll, I guess. So I ended up going to the cheap, cheap bridge level, and, you know, I got hit by a couple cheap cheeps with also some other garbage on the field, and, you know, that's that's how you end up dying. And that's fine, but I shouldn't be given the option to just go back to old, easy levels. I should have to try right. to complete the fucking game. I should be incentivized cool. for getting further in the levels, I mean, I would love it if this if this game was just first four levels of Mario, first four levels of Super Mario Brothers, and it's either the one who lasts the longest or the person who beats beats Bowser first, and that's it. It's it's a race, but if everyone dies and you're the last one standing, you also can win. That's how I'd want it. It would incentivize people to actually play the game correctly, to to try for something instead of to just be slow and pick the fire, fire flower and go to town. Like at least that would be something. I don't know. Sure. It, this doesn't. I feel think that. Good. No man, and like when you've got. By no means am I trying to. I'm going to categorize these games. They don't need to be, but I'm going to anyway because fuck it, I can. Um, when you've got Rocket League going free to play on the Switch, like within the, the time frame that this came out, you've got Among Us, which we talked about earlier, even though it's not for me, it's not on the Switch, but it's on mobile phones for free. You've got Fall Guys, which again, not free, but for PlayStation users is. And I'm not I'm not saying that there's a Venn diagram here by any means, but was the, I guess not, I don't was I'm sorry anymore. yeah yeah it was a, a but you've got Genshin this, Impact which is, which is free. Genshin Impact, totally. You've got all these games that are are free to play right now. You've got Nintendo's offering of this stolen concept of Super Mario 35 that they've brought over to their online service, which should have people more excited. But, dude, like, I'm reading the room. I'm hearing what you're saying. And it's it's unfortunate that a game that has this much nostalgia with these interesting mechanics of socialization and, you know, fucking sp- sporadic elements is getting this kind of buzz. Like, it's just, it's a bummer. Well, here, here's what's the big bummer to me is that Nintendo has shown that they can do this before, that they can do this right. in a really good and interesting way. It's called NES Remix. It's called WarioWare. Like, they've, they've found ways right. of taking even, even, even this, even Super Mario Brothers... And finding cool ways of making people want to revisit that and and having them do interesting things that subvert their expectations from from what their nostalgia tells them. And this game doesn't do that. The, like Super Mario no. 35 doesn't subvert anything. And it takes it takes what is a very classic game, and I just think it makes it really, really boring. And Damn. if this is your first like this is gonna be somebody's first foray into super mario brothers and that sucks <laughs> like that is yeah man that hurts me that that somebody is going to experience super mario brothers for the first time through this like the the two things it's, i can say in this game's favor one it's free even though i think that's too much 
Um, right. And two, at least it's not here forever. <laughs> like, at least it's right. a limited time thing. It will go away, or hopefully Nintendo will retool it and find a cool way of doing something with it. And then I never thought, I never thought that I would see a year where we might have not one but two Mario titles on a most disappointing list. Yeah, it's possible. Like we are getting so much Mario this year. Yeah, and all of it is kind of middling, and that's. That's so weird. Except for Paper Mario. Paper Mario is a darling. Yeah. And I love you. God, I didn't get back to Paper Mario. I I feel like I've kind of lost the thread a little bit. Even though what I played I enjoyed, I'm I'm struggling to find reasons for myself to go back and play that. It's the only good Mario game that's out right now. (laughs) There's your reason. That that came out this year? I'd probably give it to you there. So, Uh, Chase, I'm I'm sitting over here just itching, man. (laughs) Well, Bobby, uh, I don't think it was on the last show, but I think with something we've been talking about recently, uh, at least among us, not not among us, but among us. You know? Don't be sus. Don't be sus, of <laughs> course. Um, we, we've been talking about uh, some some monster collecting titles uh, yeah. in, in in the recent past. Yeah. Yeah. Tem Tem has been out there. Um, yeah. You are a, a, a big fan of Ooblets, for sure. And we've been talking about that. And uh, I have wanted to get on this train of playing something that was like Pokemon but isn't Pokemon. And unfortunately, the Switch just doesn't have either of those games. So when you and Johnny yeah. talk about those, I just get sad that I haven't gotten to play them. Sure. I will. They'll, both of them will eventually come to Switch. At, at least uh, Temtem has said it's coming to Switch. Ooblets, I don't know if it has a... Yeah, Switch and I, I, I'm hoping that there's cross play with that because I want to, I want to experience. I haven't got to do co-op yet. Sure. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, but neither of them are on the Switch currently, which means if I want to play a new monster hunting game, monster collecting game. Sorry, not a monster hunting game. Don't, don't um, you dare. <laughs> um, that means I had to play Nexomon Extinction on my Nintendo Switch. Oh, which, of course. Yeah, you know the Nexamon series. Everybody, yeah, everybody. Nexamon, you know, a like huge you, fan you, of the Nexamon. They're extinct. Uh, we know what they are. <laughs> um, this game came out in August, and uh, I Chase did it because it wasn't on our list. And if it's not on our list, it doesn't come out. That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe we just didn't talk about it. Maybe it just didn't. I don't know. It does kind of have a little bit of a Tim Tim vibe. In some yeah, of the I mean, aesthetic. totally. It, it is. It is one of those. It, it looks, it looks like the thing. Um, it's top down. It, it's probably it's more like Pokemon than Temtem yeah. or yeah or uh, it, it's more like old school Pokemon than Temtem or. Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't hate the art. Yeah, the art the art's fine. It's it's not pixels, but it is like a top down tile based looking art yeah. style. Well, isometric. Yeah, and. And that's fine. I don't mind looking at it. Uh, the creature designs are okay. The, like there's some some interesting ones in there, I suppose. Uh, I I haven't played a ton of this. I've played maybe three hours of it so far. Um, you get six options. It might even be more than that. It might be seven. You you get a ton of options for who your starter is, and okay. and that's cool. Uh, and that gave me like a good view of like, oh, here are a lot of interesting looking monsters. And I ended up picking 
the grass type, which kind of looks like a little triceratops. Um, he's cool. Okay. And, uh, you know, then you start playing, and it's it's just kind of slow and, and stilted. Uh, I don't feel like it moves very great, despite being a game that's, like, on, on a tile-based system that should be really easy to, to move around. Um, sure. The... I just watched a little video clip of it, and uh, it just yeah, feels kind of low. It just feels kind of low rent, which which is fine. It's not. It's not. It's not Pokemon. It doesn't have the the production values of Pokemon, um, but it's it's okay, I guess. Like it sounds. It sounds like there's some some interesting things happening. I think what really does does it for it. What really does it poorly for me is the battling system. The battling. I have not had a good time with because this game, instead of having uh, PowerPoints for your different abilities, like in Pokemon, it takes all of your moves and has uh, like more like a mana system. It has a stamina system that all of your moves cost different amounts of stamina. For, That's how for Tim me, Tim is. Okay. Uh, but for me right now, it's like usually it's five or 10 uh, this early in the game. And my creatures maybe have a hundred to start out with uh like there's some attacks i think that i've gotten that have 20 um okay so i end up running out of stamina really quickly and like like pokemon once you're out of power points you have to go back to a pokemon center but i'm running out of power i'm running out of stamina way faster than does your stamina reset after the battle no no it does not huh um and it just it makes it for a really grind heavy game. Sure. And also that would this, suck. this early in the game, I I maybe I just have not grasped the type advantages quite well, but because uh, they're not exactly like Pokemon's. But even so, when I've done a fire move to the grass type and it says, "Oh, effective," it still doesn't do that much damage to it, even though I'm like three levels higher, and it just leads to these. Long protracted battles that I just feel like attrition, and sure. I feel like after every single battle, it's well, you know, I can't use this Nexamon anymore. I've got to move on to my next one because the one I was using has basically no stamina and basically no health after that one fight, and it's just it's just a fucking grind, and it that's that's kind of boring. one of the things I like about Temtem. When it comes to that, because it was different for me than Pokemon, which is like really the only monster collecting game I've I've had a lot of experience with prior to playing Tim Tim. Mm-hmm. And um, you've got your two bars, right? You've got your stamina meter and you've got your health meter. Sure. After every battle, your stamina meter is recharged. That's your great. Health, yeah. That's awesome. Stamina goes back up. Your health doesn't, however. Like so that's, you have to manage that's that. strategy at that point. It's okay. Yeah. I've, I only have a set amount for this battle. But this, yeah, Nexamon is just, it's just this attrition that is so unfun to slog through. And that that's really shitty. Uh, I kind of want to give this game a little bit more time because I, I think that there's something kind of cool there out of a couple of the Nexamon. Um, but it's it's pretty rough. I'm, I'm not even really out of the first area yet because I've just been trying to do a little bit of grinding on the very earliest of enemies and sure. it's i'm still just don't feel like i'm getting anywhere and that that is a real bummer uh and oh, also man. the capturing is real bad 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> the so they have these Nexamon traps. They're called traps, not pokeballs. And when you are throwing a trap, it is kind of cool that they just show you the percentages right off right off the bat. And there are yeah. a lot of different things you can do to affect your catch rate. And Pokemon has a lot of this too, but they just keep it all invisible. But you can see if yeah. you have a status effect on the Nexamon, it gives you like a plus ten percent to catch. Um, if you have, if you've done enough damage to it, it it'll give you a, a percentage based on the amount of damage you've done to it. You can cook food in this game, and then feed Nexamon, which I believe takes up. I know it actually doesn't take up a turn. You can just feed it before you throw your trap. Oh. And if it's fed and it likes the food, then you get more percentage. If it doesn't like the food, you get less percentage, but you still get a little bump. And yeah. then depending on the type of trap that you use, you also get stuff. And I think there are a couple of other, other uh, factors in catching things. But it is really interesting to see, okay, this Nexamon is like a pretty common type. They also just tell you the rarity of the Nexamon like on the screen when you're fighting them, which is kind of interesting. Um, but you can kind of see that when you're trying to catch them. It's like, oh, okay, like this one is like a level three common type. I've done a little bit of damage to it. And this trap says, oh, you've got like a 30% chance. Okay, got cool. It. And then I came up against an ultra rare one that, that was... Weirdly, one of the starter choices, like in the huh. very first area, I found one of the other starters, which also just felt wrong. But yeah. then it said, oh, you've got a 10% chance. So, okay, I want to try poisoning this guy. That'll give me a higher thing. I'm going to try feeding it a couple of these food items I have. One of them worked. One of them didn't work so well. Um, and okay, okay, I'm building up some of this, this catch rating, and then I caught it. Okay, great. That stuff is kind of interesting, except that it takes a, a ton of time that Pokemon doesn't. Pokemon is just like, throw the fucking ball. If you catch it, great. If you don't, whatever. Right. And honestly, I like that system better. But also, I have no idea what this does to affect anything. But when you're about to throw a trap, it also gives you this fucking quick time event where you have to press the buttons in the right order, where it's like X, B, B, A, Y, X, 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 Y. Nope, don't and, like that. And it gives you like four seconds to get it done, and none of them are that hard. You just do them. But I also don't know what the consequences are. Does is I, I imagine if I don't get it done in time, I just don't throw the trap at all. But even when I've gotten it right, it's not a guaranteed catch because it's still going on that catch rating. It's... It's filled with a bunch of mechanics that I don't think are really all that necessary. And it yeah, just bogs the game like it. down. It's, I, I mean, don't play this. Like, play Ooblets, play Temtem, uh, play, go, go fucking just play more Pokemon, I guess. But um, I might give this a little bit more time just because I want to see more of it. But I know that uh, I'll give I'll give a little spoiler to some game of the year stuff that we've been talking about. But yeah. like one of the categories that we're considering is like the best new thing that's not a Pokemon but's totally a Pokemon. And like I know there's going to be a ton of Temtem in there. I know there's going to be a ton of Ooblets in there. Um, yeah. Paimon will not be in there. Fuck you, Paimon. Um, but like I was like, oh, maybe I can find a Nexamon to throw in there. And at this point, I'm like. Ugh. That means I have to play more of this game. <laughs> I don't know if I want to do that, but I also yeah. kind of want to do that. 
We'll see. No, man, I I, I want to hear your adventures. I, it doesn't sound here nearly as spitting as I was with Tim no, Tim. No, 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 <sighs> not at all. Don't don't play Nexomon Extinction. It's fine, but there are better ones of those out there. Fair enough. So Chase, just to recap, you talked a lot about uh, Genshin Impact. We went over the the disappointment that is Super Mario Thirty Five, and then Nexomon Extinction sounds like it might be better off staying extinct. <sighs> yeah, it's been a it's been a I would say it's been a bad week for games for me, but I've also played a lot of SD Gundam G Generation Genesis, which I will not talk about here. But I I still love that game, so I, cool. I have I have had fun, and I have played some Hades too. I I, I keep playing more Hades. Nice. Uh, I cannot get past that final boss, and I Damn. I have refused to do the God mode, even though I think the God mode is super cool and interesting. Um, yeah. But I, uh, I got, there's like this stupid sense of gamer pride in me that's like, oh, I need to beat it on my own. I keep getting to the final boss. I can make it. It shouldn't be that bad. And then I just keep getting fucking flattened every single time. Ugh. God, that game's good. Yeah. Uh, I get a real FTL vibe sometimes where yep. it's uh, like, wow, this is such a great build. And then I get to the final boss and go, this build fucking sucks. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> who, you feel who, like... who thought this was a good build? This God, is for crowd man. control. And now I need to fight one guy. And I yep. cannot do that. <laughs> no, man. I, I So I'll, I'll transition over to myself here. Uh, I just quick brief update. I have been playing a lot of Hades like you. I'm still just loving that game. I've actually just been playing it on my Switch. And even the cross save isn't there. And I don't have everything unlocked that I do on my PC playthrough. There's something very comfortable about just kicking back on the couch and having that game, knowing it's there is really cool, and knowing that I'll have my content the way that I want it uh, eventually. Yeah, I I'm still also, I still miss the Titan Blood stuff. Like the, I kind of wish I could go back and take away the Titan Blood of some things because I really liked the Aegis Shield, and yeah. now that I've put a bunch of stuff into it to make it this really slow projectile that's just always out there, I'm not sure I like that as much as the original shield I had. I, I still like it. I, I still think the shield is probably my favorite weapon to use, but it's like, man, I wish I could switch back to the old shield just for a bit, because I think that was uh, that was pretty fun. I liked the old shield, just bouncing around enemies. Yeah, man, that's pretty... It is. I, I'm still a spear guy. I love the spear. Um, I like that pull and response with that a whole lot. And But uh, even that, like, uh, I've been afraid to put my Titan Blood into the spear because one of the things you get with that is instead of calling the spear back to you, you do yep. a rush to the spear. And the thing I do with the spear all the time is I just get free backstabs because yep. I call the spear back and it does the backstab. Yep. If I rush to the spear, I'm not getting any right. backstab damage anymore. So why would I Why would I do but that? But you also have a good strategy with the, not the rush, but what you're, the callback is that, like, I can throw it and if there's another enemy that is off, like adjacent to me, like I'll run by them and call it and get that immediate hit on them and then go into an attack. Not the rush, but yeah. like I move around the, the map quite a bit with it too. I, I love that weapon a whole lot. Um, I've, I'm also uh, with Deep Rock, I'm about to prestige my second character, oh, which nice. means that I, I unlock. So I'm playing my main as a scout, my secondary character I'm going through is a gunner. Um, Scout's I, the one there's who a lot does of like the the like your your jump like don't you put out like um, zip zip lines and shit like that? That's the gunner. So oh, the gunner okay. you create you create really cool zip lines. The the scout has a grappling hook, which grappling, grappling hooks hook. fucking rule. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, the engineer has a platform gun, and then um, the driller 
drills. And sure. so there's some awesome, like the synergy of that game is just through the roof. Uh, I, I have so much fun with that game and uh, I'm continually putting time into it. I haven't done a deep dive yet. I'm hoping to do that here soon. Uh, once I get some people that I can, like I feel more comfortable talking to a bit more up to date because that's like three digs in a row without returning back to base. Is it literally so, called a deep dive? Yeah. It seems like they stole it from somebody, don't you think? And I know. Uh, Chase, I would love to play that game with you. I think that you would enjoy it. And I say that every time I bring it up. I think I would enjoy it with you. I don't think I would enjoy it on my own. That's fair. Which I think is one of the Um, reasons that I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, But I did play some new games, and I'll start with one that I spent the least amount of time with first uh, because it came out today. Baldur's Gate 3 came into early access for PC. Um, it's got a lot of bugs in it, like an early access game would, but there's a lot of promise. Uh, I am playing as a warlock, uh, in this game and the, for, if you've played divinity, uh, one or two, uh, it does feel mechanically a bit more like a divinity game than I think what a Baldur's Gate game does. I've not played myself, uh, any Baldur's Gate, but I have seen them and I know that there's been uh, mostly positive reception online so far that I've seen for this, but some people are a little upset that they changed some of the uh, combat approach to it. But Bobby, holy cow. I know nothing about Baldur's Gate. Like the only thing I know about Baldur's Gate, uh, I know it's from D and D, and I know that Bioware made Baldur's Gate games before they got into Star Wars and then Mass Effect. This yeah. is not made by Bioware, correct? No, this is uh, Larian, I believe. Okay. So the same the same studio that made the the Divinity games. Gotcha. They made this. So does it feel like the Divinity games, or does it feel like Baldur like older Baldur's Gate games? Did you play the older I, Baldur's Gate? No, games? Okay. I've not played the older ones. So this one, I think, um, the combat isn't necessarily as grid based as what Divinity's is, and which I really think that you would like the combat of that game a whole lot. By the way, Divinity. Um, Mm-hmm. And that's on the Switch, too. Um, and it has multiplayer. Um, but this does feel... And skelly, skelly tons. Yeah. Um, it, I, I don't know, Chase. Like, I, I think it's different enough. I think it has more in line with Divinity than Baldur's when it comes to the mechanics. Okay. What, what drew you to this if you don't have any uh, like affinity for the series? Well, I like Divinity. I think, I think Divinity's really really smart i think it's got some great dialogue in it um they put out months ago the cinematic for the opening of this and i don't know if you watched it or not but it's fucking awesome okay uh it just looked so cool it had this very grandiose vibe to it um and then i saw a lot of stuff with like the character creation and the class stuff and yeah i've been seeing a lot of that online of people talking about it like what yes why are people talking about it i think it's done really really effectively it's it's not like you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure it out and like go through it like they do a pretty good job of explaining like what each race does or maybe a faction of a race would be like if you choose an elf for example you can also tab over and be a wood wood elf um and then there's gonna like each class has a specific set of uh, abilities that are kind of predetermined based off of the race but then you can do some really fun customization to them um I think I'm playing as a drow, so that's how. And that's what I chose. Let me double check here. I, I again, I, I just fired it up. Uh, I haven't put a ton of time into it, um, but I, yeah, drow. I think that's how you pronounce it. D R O W. Um, 
and I'm playing. It's it's a it looks like a dark elf. Okay. Um, people are probably cringing that are listening to this right now. Hear me try to explain like high fantasy, um, <laughs> especially D and D stuff. But uh, I went with a warlock, a little bit of blade and magic use, and the the voice acting and the facial animations and the way that they were doing the cutscenes, not necessarily cutscenes, but anytime that you're interacting and having a conversation where. Divinity felt a bit dull, in my opinion, when it came to that and like how those those interactions carried over. I was also really in, interested in the um, the legitimate dice roll mechanic that they do with this. So like whenever you go to do an attack or you're trying to go through a skill check, like you see an actual dice roll happen on screen, which I think is cool. Hmm. And so it's like, hey, here's your target. Like you need to roll an eight or above. Um, it's going to show you what that is. So like I did fail. um and then I reloaded an autosave because I was like, I got to see how this plays out. But one of the first things that I had to do, so my character has a little bit higher dexter- dexterity. And uh, there's somebody, because you're in a Mind Flayer's ship, that has the top part of their head cut open and there's a brain that's talking to you. And you have to pull sure. this brain you know, video naturally. Game stuff. Video game stuff. Uh, one of the things that you have to do is pull, like you have the option to pull the brain out of the head. And... Uh, I was like, I got to get this brain. I have to know what happens. And so the <laughs> first time I did it, like, uh, I failed. So it was just me digging my hands around this person's head, not getting the brain out. But when you do, the brain grows legs and arms naturally and starts talking to you and becomes a companion. And uh, so I, I actually got two roles there that worked in my favor because there's one that you can do something to the brain to subdue it from ever disobeying your order in the future. And I was able to successfully get two dice rolls back to back that allowed me to, to have this snarky little brain named us that talks to itself or it's hive mind collective. And it's fucking wild, man. That game is wild and weird Mm -hmm. already. And I, and I've barely put any time into it. Um, like, is it, is it wild and weird in a similar way to wasteland three, which I know is another kind of like RPG that you're feeling. I mean, it's different, right? Like, it's. It, I love Wasteland Three. I have a lot of fun with that. That's got um, that Fallout kind of like toilet humor, like, mm-hmm. which I, I mean, I don't know if that's like the right type of humor to describe it as, but this is definitely straight up like high fantasy, weird shit. Like, it's darker than what I saw in Divinity. I never played through all of Divinity. I know people really enjoyed where that story went, but it's weird, man. Like the it's. I've, I'm maybe like. A, Sure, but but even just like from a tone perspective, like I like from the ways you've described it, and especially as like a Fallout, like almost Borderlandsy, like maybe not quite Borderlandsy for for Wasteland Three, but like if you told me that same kind of story for Wasteland Three, like oh hey, I found this brain in a jar thing, and I've now made it one of my companions, like I would have said like yeah sure that sounds like a thing that might be in that video. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. I get that. No, I, I think that there's definitely like it's, it's the, to a degree I could see where the comparison would come through. I don't know if I'm quite able to like draw the line myself with as little time as I spent playing it. Are you building a whole party or is this like a single character kind of thing? No, or? so far I've got like so that's the weird thing. Like the brain is somebody that I control and battle and it's there. Like it's something I can click on. I don't know if I can like upgrade them. I think that I can I can do this. I can do that. But I have three people, including the brain, in my party. Okay, and those are those are all pre-built things from the from the game. Yep. So okay. you like when you when you start the game up, it has you create a character for yourself, 
And then it, 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 as soon as you say, okay, let's venture forward, it goes, now tell me who you dream of. And then you can create a character that you dream of. And I have no idea what that's about. Hmm, interesting. And so um, I, you can pick all the same race features, male, female, et cetera, go in and do all that. I didn't have a whole lot with like abilities or stats, but I do think that this individual will play a pretty big role in the game at some point in time. All right. Well, cool. So yeah, I didn't get a ton of time with it, but I have been playing a shit ton. Yeah, I want to hear about this Microsoft Flight Simulator DLC that you've been playing. I am flying all out of Lambert's, man. I'm going there, I'm getting my Starbucks, and I I really just missed the airport experience, and I, I wanted to get back into it. And uh, I'm I'm fully committed. You, you've traded I, you've traded in your Cessna for yep. uh, an X-wing. I, I am now an X-wing pilot <laughs> out of Lambert, and here in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, it, all joking aside, I do want to check out Microsoft's Flight Simulator 2020, uh, as I need to probably get some use out of some of the stuff I've done recently. Yeah, like after after building your computer and. Like I don't know if you're if you bought one of those new card things, but like it feels like this is like that's that's a game that would take good advantage of having a yeah. good rig. Yeah, man. So um, I've been playing Star Wars Squadrons that came out, and in doing so, uh, I played the first night when it came out, and I, I will say that I was like, holy shit! Like this is a. Uh, I'm asking a whole lot out of my controller right now to play this game. And it's very competent in that, or I can use the mouse and keyboard and play it. But uh, I had been seeing some stuff come up about using a Hotas to play this game. And I was like, all right, like maybe I should do this. So I started to like Google stuff. And then I saw, oh, wow, there's like people who are really into this and they're spending like $1,000 on this like setup oh, yeah. to have something mm-hmm. like that. And I came across um, GameStop's website, and I saw that they had a um, a Thrustmaster for it was for PC and Xbox. Bobby, I don't I yeah. don't know if you got a Hotas there. That sounds like a different thing entirely. I don't know. Maybe it is. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure anything <laughs> named Thrustmaster, you're having a ton of fun with. <laughs> Um, no, I'm, yeah, I'm look, sure it is actually a Hotas. I'm I'm making a I'm yeah. making a dick joke. Oh, I see. Yes. Well, speaking of that, so like I figured, hey, we've got a sick Hotas. I might as well have a sicker Hotas and mm. uh, uh, picked this up, yeah. and it made a world of difference in my enjoyment of that game. So, um, Star Wars Squadrons is a very much a sim. Uh, when you're when you're in the cockpit, it is a cockpit point of view. This is taking place immediately after. Uh, or close to, I think a couple of years after the events of Return of the Jedi. And you are experiencing Star Wars universe from both sides of the fight uh, for the New Republic and also what's left of the Empire at that point in time. And there's a lot of digging back and forth at the, at the different factions for where you fall and like, hey, your Emperor is dead. Fuck you. Um, but the story Is he, has been pre- is he? That's the funniest thing, man. It's just like hearing them talk. It's like, fuck you. Like, leave him be. He was better dead. All this shit was for nothing. And Wow. I, Bobby, maybe we haven't talked about Star Wars in a bit, but uh, I feel like you're coming over to the dark side, <laughs> if, if I may oh. say so. 
I'm I'm not a big fan of the last Star Wars movie. Um, All right, we did it. So, we did it, everybody. <laughs> you broke me. I hope you're fucking happy. <laughs> um, fuck you, 2020. Uh, but no, let me just come out and say it. Star Wars Squadrons. That's a fucking cool ass video game. Nice. That's great yeah. to hear. Yeah, man, they've nailed it. Um, when I say they've nailed it, let me let me also say this: if you are somebody that's out there shitting on this game because of representation that you don't agree with, you can go fuck yourself. And you can take your fucking petty ass review bombing and go elsewhere because that is unfortunate that you don't like people who are gay and have a husband. It's unfortunate that you don't like women in power because you have missed the point of Star Wars. So go fuck yourself. I Um, feel like I have missed all of that. And I there's definitely been I've missed this backlash or rather I should say. Yeah, people are are giving it some some low scores because of that. Are you saying people are being shitty on the Internet, Bobby? I am. Perish the thought. Um, But I have just a few things I'd like to keep high level with, like what I enjoy about the game. So I am not an expert. I haven't had a lot of time with flight flight sim type games. I've always preferred more of the arcade approach to that. Mm -hmm. Um. I think Star Wars has the best ships in science fiction, period. And I, I know that agree. there's some really there's some really cool ones out there. Like I said, that's a big ass statement for you to make. But I love the ships and I love the perspective you get on these ships. Um, very much like from a tinkering level. What are we flying? So you start the game out, uh, the first ship that you hop into is actually a TIE fighter, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you start out with a TIE fighter. And then you hop over to the New Republic. And when you get in to the New Republic, that moment where you get to sit down in an X-Wing for the first time was very special. Dare I say spiritual even. And you're looking into the cockpit. So there's um, the way that this stick is set up is that there's a button on the base of that you can press. And that goes into a free look mode where I can look around inside the cockpit and see all the stuff. Like there was something really cool about like looking over your shoulder and seeing an astromech get pulled into it. I enjoyed doing that sort of th- stuff so much that it became like, man, there's got to be a better way to do this than just like pressing this button and like having to like lose control of my ship just to look around in it. If only I had the ability to enhance this experience a bit more virtually oh, God. Uh, to, no. to be able to, to fully do this. No. So I, uh, I was talking with Sarah, my wife, who has asked me a, a handful of times about virtual reality and the PSVR that we have that has literally been put on the shelf. Mm. <laughs> and um, so I was like, you know what? Like, I wonder if this would work with the PC. Like, there's probably some sort of like way to like fudge this into the setup here, download a driver, which there is, uh, which didn't quite work the way I wanted it to. And it still brought back the problems that I have with the PlayStation VR. And that it's just way too fucking much for what you need it to be. Like, you got to plug all these cables in, you're tethered in. Like, it's not easy to store. It takes up a lot of space. I I was always appreciative of, like, the moments that I had set up for it. But then you had to, like, okay, let me haul all this out and do that. Well, And it's a pretty looking. expensive thing. Like, like you're, buying, yeah. you're buying a thing that just plays one game, Super Hot VR. And I'm amazed that they never made any more games for it. Um, that was it and i mean like hey i mean it's a great game super hot vr yeah but you know i'm not going to spend that money much money just to play a single game and it's weird that they just never made any more 
Yeah, so, so I'm, I think I'm sitting here a way to like kit bash and and make it work for uh, a different thing. Well, I I didn't. I failed. Oh. And so I I talked to Sarah Mike, you know, you've been asking about VR a little bit oh, and God. you've been um you've been talking to me about like, "Hey, can I play Beat Saber?" You and didn't I, learn your lesson. Like like the PSVR was telling you, you don't need it. <laughs> so, what'd you do, Bobby? I, I pre-ordered that new Oculus Quest 2 that's coming out on the 13th. I think you mean the Facebook Quest 2? The Facebook RPG Life Quest 2. Um, What I do like about that one, which I was very compelled by, is it's a self-contained wireless unit. It does some really cool stuff. It comes with some really great controllers. It also lets you... It does uh, hand tracking. So if you're not using the controllers, you can put your hands up and it'll actually let you use that through menus. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's what's cool about this one is... Like, I can hand this to Sarah. You can go outside. You can be in the living room. You can be in any room in the house, and you can use this effectively. You're not tethered to an area. You don't have to worry about cameras. And being a taller person, I really struggled sometimes with the height stuff with, with VR, like sitting down or standing up. Sure. Um, but what I like about this one on top of that is, is that I can actually just plug it directly into a port on my computer, and now I have a VR unit that can go into, like, the Steam library. Well, not now. I can actually... You don't have it yet. No. They, so okay. this version, uh, the Quest 2 comes out on October 13th and I'll be able to plug this into a computer and check out Half-Life Alex, which I am okay. very excited about checking that game out. Sure. Um, but it has its own app store and I did the, the day that I pulled the trigger on this, I, I happened to just get an ad that said, Hey, by the way, super hot VR 40% off. I said, you game. got it. It's a good game. So chase, the thing about this is, is that I can bring this to you. We can go anywhere we want with this. We're not, you don't have to worry about the cables being up there. You're completely untethered. Um, I think that this is the way that I would want to play VR if I'm going to play VR. So I am excited to check out my HOTAS setup with my Oculus Quest 2 and just completely lose myself as the best flyboy in the galaxy. All right. I, I would like to go back a little bit more to, to Star Wars Squadrons because yeah. I'm still pretty interested. I'm a little on the fence of, of whether I want to buy this or not. Um, I do, I, I like, I agree with you. I like the Star Wars ships. I think they're good ships. Um, yep. my, my all-time favorite Star Wars ship is the V-Wing, which yep. is not actually shaped like a V at all. It's more shaped like an H, but whatever. Yep. Um, I'm guessing that that ship is not in this game. So, so far, um, on the New Republic side of things, I've flown an X-Wing, a Y-Wing, and an A-Wing. Yeah, I have those are the three two- I would... I would not be surprised by. I've got two more missions left in the the main story. Mm-hmm. There might be stuff that you can unlock or they add in down the road. So far for the uh, the Empire side of things, I've flown a Tie Fighter, a Tie Interceptor, and the bomber. A Tie Bomber, yeah, like- and then they uh, th- there's one other support. Uh, God, fuck, what was it? It looks like it's got a big solar panel on top of it. Uh, the name is slipping me right now. Hmm. It's like it's a bigger it's a bigger um, cab cockpit also like there's like two seats in it um i'm not God, sure what the fuck is it? uh you you can basically like cloak your entire team with it so you're not showing up on radars it's oh, really cool okay. uh there's a fun mission with that so they've got some more obscure ships in that sense but yeah no, so far no h-wing no no yeah. h-wing well um uh, so I, I do really enjoy dogfighting Star yeah. Star Wars video games. I like. Um, I never played the Rogue Squadron games, but I really like playing 
the original Battlefront and Battlefront 2, well, yeah. spe- spe- specifically Battlefront 2 that had the space battles. Uh, had a great time playing that. And then even the new Battlefronts, uh, especially mm-hmm. the second one, because, again, they let you do the space battles instead of just some sky stuff above a planet uh, or, like, kind of on a planet still. Uh, I, I like that. I mean, it's it feels it feels like Star Wars. It's pretty. You're doing stuff. You also played Battlefront Two. I assume you played those yeah. those space missions as well. Knowing yeah. that this game is more of a sim, what's how do how do they feel different? Because I like that one. I know is very arcadey for for Battlefront Two. So like, what yeah. kinds of things are you doing in Squadrons that makes it feel different from that? Yeah, man. There's some really really amazing things like i can tell you that there's moments i've had in this game that are easily my favorite this year that probably won't translate to anybody else on the podcast you know like because of the setup that i have right now so like as i as you're flying a tie fighter like a tie fighter doesn't have shields like it just it has an engine setting it has a weapon setting Mm -hmm. and uh using the d-pad on your controller you can you can cycle between that hey i want to divert my power focus more on flying right now but like on the the Hodas, there's like an actual like knob button that feels really fucking great to be like <laughs> in the zone using like you're flipping the switch. I mean, Bobby, <laughs> I know you love turning your knob. That's I love turning my knob. Uh, but the thing about this is that would be a difference. Like I'm flying up to a situation. Like I'm on a mission. I'm following the the mission lead, and all of a sudden, enemies show up. It's, it's pandemonium. So you're cycling between targets a lot more effectively. I need to get to point A, point B. I'm diverting power over it. But then I, like on, a, on the, the tie side of things, like I can even say, like actually, all fucking power that's in this thing right now, like I'm taking away from moving and putting into my weapons to get me out of a tight spot. And then I'm going to fucking quickly flip my switch over, divert power back over to flying, hightail it out, hit my boost, come around, Dodge like dodge bullets. There's some really cool stuff that happens with like the movements and mechanics of that. Also, like I think depending on how you want to play it, the really cool thing is is that you can customize the loadout of every one of your flights. So like before I go into, it, I'm like, all right, what's my mission? Okay, I know that I'm going to be needing to be a bit more nimble on this one. I want to change my hole up. Don't care too much about defense here. I want to have more maneuverability, and it gives you real time. Like, hey, if you put this on, you're losing 25% of this. And it shows you your stats. So like, okay, I want to be like more strategic on my loadout going out on this mission. But you know what? Like I, I know that this is going to come stock with like a continuous like alternating fire. But I think that I'm a I'm going in for more precision fire. I want to have a burst shot. So I can change out my my primary, my secondary, my even like uh, auxiliary. Like I, I want to really customize how this type like this feels like my TIE fighter or this feels like my X-wing. And then on the multiplayer stuff, you can get into like, hey, I want this this stripe. I want these color logos on it. I want my helmet to look like this. And you can do some really fun stuff with that where it feels in a field of things that might be muddy. You like I know like, oh, that's my friend. That's that's their X-Wing. Like I know what that looks like. I'm going to get on your wing and do this, which feels really cool. The other thing, too, that I've had happen. So the X-Wing does have shield. So you can you balance between shield weapons and speed and you have like a neutral setting on that but i can be flying and if somebody comes on my my rear i can then divert my shields to be only on the back half 
So I'm going to slow down a little bit, but if I'm getting like just hammered, I can then try and be a bit more strategic in the moment on how I'm going to come out of that situation. One of the coolest things, not to spoil much, but uh, the A-Wing feels fantastic to fly and they teach you how to drift in an A-Wing. Oh, that's cool. And that is fucking awesome. Sure. Like, like that, that quick maneuver to just like blast off, which nothing can touch an A-Wing. And then you hit this drift and you flip around really quick and just lay into somebody with firepower and then divert but, but back to your speed and go off. that's something that you have like complete control over, right? Because I think back yeah. to something like Star Fox where it's like, oh, yeah, if I hit this C button, then I do a somersault. But like that is a canned animation. But you actually have more control of how the drift is working with this, right? So on, on, on my, my HOTAS, like, I am immediately hitting that button. I'm putting all my eggs into the engine basket. I'm pushing that throttle full forward. And then I hit a button on the back of my throttle stick that's going to engage my boost. That's going off. And then when it's time to come out and do my drift, I hold that boost button, pull the throttle all the way back and crank the stick and just flip it around and go into the, and it's just yeah. fucking oh, awesome. I'm, I'm sure. I bet that like chunky movement sounds, oh, sounds really it good. It was so good. How, how many times have you said, don't get cocky? Oh, dude, I'm constantly <laughs> quoting. Like, like I'm in my fucking office by myself. So I have an Ikea um, filing cabinet that the top of it's a bit lowered. And this setup fits perfect so i just roll the filing cabinet over and i'm like straddling it and like there's been times i'm going to I'm like red six standing by because uh-huh. of course i'm porking of course. Uh-huh. And, uh <laughs> it's but the, the the last bit here because i can talk about this game forever um they do the really they do a really interesting take on how you interact with your squad and your team so each one of the uh factions or sides has uh, a, a squad that you're with and there's some really fucking like good contenders for characters of the year here. Um, but they do like a lot of the fallout, like front and center, right up in front of your face, talking to you, having conversations. You're not really interacting with them or having much of a dialogue. You're, you're just listening. And then you go into the briefing. But whenever you're in between missions, you can kind of go around the hangar. You can inspect the vehicle. You can get in the cockpits and look around where you're not flying. You can just like look at the aesthetics with it. Um, but the story stuff that they're doing it's a re- it's 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 a betrayal and revenge. Um, sure. And I'm a big fan. I don't want to spoil. Like this is a spoiler. I'm gonna do my best. I, I don't know if I should say it or not. Um, there's characters from other things in Star Wars that you will be excited to see. Okay. Sure. And I mean, that, that, I would expect some kind of cameos from somebody in a game like this. Um, yeah. Especially given its time, like r- right after six. Return yep. of the Jedi. Um, this game's forty bucks. It's definitely worth forty dollars. Yeah, I so like the forty dollars excites me. Um, here's my last question for you. Uh, yeah. I don't have a Hotas system. Uh, mm-hmm. I am not going to get Oculus Quest, or I guess it's Oculus US because uh, Facebook banned Q. Am I right? Heyo. Hey, fuck there you. it is. Fuck you. You're welcome. Um, anyway. Um, so I just have my PS4 controller. I have a DualShock 4 here. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to buy this, it's going to be on PS4. Yep. Am I going to be overwhelmed, or am I not going to have a good time playing this game because I don't have the right equipment for it? Or do you think no, it's I, still enjoyable, except 
hey, when you have all the cool shit, it's going to feel even cooler. So what I can tell you is two things. One, you'll be fine. There is a learning curve. It can be a bit steep because there's a lot of moving pieces in flying one of these things. The piece of equipment that I got, I didn't mention this earlier. So I got the one that's Xbox PC. They make the exact same thing for PlayStation PC. The price on this, I don't think is bad. It was $79. And I think that that's not too far off from what a new controller would be anyways. Sure. And not that like you would have a lot of other uses for it. And it, it seems a bit excessive. Uh, especially at like, the I, end of a generation when Sony's not right. going to let any of that controller shit go to PS5. Right. So I, This is probably a no from me, but right. I understand. Yes. I, I will be using this for Flight Simulator at some point in time because it's on Game Pass. Sure. But you can absolutely use a controller and, and you will have a good time with it. I, I can tell you that there is something incredibly satisfying and special about the way that I'm playing this game that I don't think you will get the way that you are. And I'm not saying that as like a, I'm playing it the best way, but that drifting sequence alone yeah. was worth the money spent. No, on. just, just hearing you talk about it, uh, like got me excited and it, yeah. it disappoints me a little bit that if, and when I play this game, I'm not going to have that experience. But at the same time, I, I mean, I have enjoyed doing Star Wars dogfighting in the past. I would like yeah. to do more Star Wars dogfighting. This sounds like a great way, great way to do some Star Wars dogfighting. And the cool thing, too, is is that this game, um, $40, but it is cross-play for Xbox, PC, and PlayStation. Cool. Very cool. So if you do pick this up on PlayStation, uh, via the Origin service, we could friend up and play together. Nice. And I know um, one of our friends of the show that we play destiny with joey he picked it up on xbox as well okay cool so um there's a few guys from like a star wars crew that i have that have all picked it up and we're going to try and link up and do some squad stuff eventually um johnny has picked it up as well who and johnny yeah who but it's it's a very cool game um definitely something that like i think best moments for sure potentially best like one of the better games i've played this year very cool all right, Bobby, let's run through a few news stories pretty quickly here. Uh, we spent yeah. a good amount of time on, on what you've been playing, but we had some some interesting new games to talk about. All right, hitting up the news here. I, I think the biggest news that came out in this last week was uh, the, the Smash Brothers news. We got uh, a tease, more or less. Like they, Nintendo said, hey, we're going to debut a new Smash character. It, it's going to be like five minutes. And we're like, wait, what? Like, you guys have never been able to take just five minutes for Smash. It's always been like some hour long thing. And uh, then we found out why. Uh, new character in Smash, everyone knows already. It's Steve from Minecraft, but also Alex from Minecraft, and also Zombie from Minecraft, and also Enderman from Minecraft. It's all just skins. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess there- this was a surprise. I mean,. This has been something a lot of people have been asking for, memeing for, joking about. It, I mean... It makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of about sense. It. Like, Minecraft is like, you, you, maybe the biggest game out there right now. Yeah. I, it's, it's on... Like, this is a, a game that is on Switch that probably does extremely well on Switch. Yeah. Uh, in, people <laughs> love that character. Sure. Absolutely. And Sakurai is, like, to his credit, continues to be very entertaining in these videos and making jokes 
or even like sometimes are they quite jokes? I'm not sure, right. but explain the process of, you know, usually the way this works is Nintendo uh, will bring some characters to me and say, hey, can you make this work? And sometimes I say yes, and sometimes I say no. And this time they're like, put put Steve from Minecraft in, in Smash Brothers. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you know you didn't have a choice on this one. Um, so yeah, we got we got a very quick introduction to Steve, kind of what he does a little bit, and then the other shoe dropped, and Sakurai said, "Hey, you know, they're t- like tuned into the Minecraft thing that was happening, and we'll talk more about that here in a bit, um, because that's where the meat and potatoes is. That's going to be my forty-five minute opus about every yeah. single fucking thing you'd want to know about Steve and things you didn't." Um, so I have watched that now too, just the Smash Brothers part, and I'm I'm not going to recap all of it here, but I will say it is incredible how I, I am continually amazed by how Sakurai and that team go go to the depths they do to really realize these characters. Uh, you can never ask him for anything ever again. Uh, no, and we shouldn't. We never should ask yeah. him for anything. It's <laughs> it's. Absolutely incredible. We're getting four more of these characters, and I can't even imagine like how deep he can go on some of these things. Um, Steve is interesting. I don't think Steve is a character I want to play from the way his mechanics work, but I think he'll be extremely interesting. I, I would like to see how competitive players would play a Steve, yeah. or if he if competitive players would even be interested in him. Let me give you just like a couple quick rundowns. His his main gimmick is that he mines. Hey, wouldn't wouldn't you know? The, Who guy, the guy from Minecraft Who mines. Um, so he mines, but every <laughs> because Nintendo is full of mad lads, they decided that instead of just making him mine random materials or a set amount of or a set number of materials in a set order, they will they will go through every surface of the game like every surface of every stage in that game and determine what material it counts as and what set of material uh, crafting materials that Steve will get by mining in those specific areas. And it's nuts. So Jesus they, they showed some examples like, Hey, if you're on the great Fox, the, the star Fox level, uh, because that is a ship, that is made of metal steel? the whole time. You're getting you're getting just iron. Um, it's, oh, okay. it's wood, wood, stone, iron, gold, diamond, and then also some redstone. But that's like kind of a separate thing. Um, so like those are those elements will come out of any of these surfaces. So if you're on the the Donkey Kong level, that's like like on all those wooden planks, you're going to be getting a lot of wood. Get like, you know, yeah. go figure. Um, yeah. And even the Minecraft area that they showed has uh, a very specific set of places, like blocks in that in that area where you can mine those floor tiles to get specific pieces uh, that you'd be looking for. Whether you're looking for more dirt, or whether you're looking for stone or wood, or or steel, or I mean iron. Um, and then his other gimmick is the craft part. Okay, he's mined, and now he's crafting. Uh, oh. You, oh, okay. When you, li- when you um, spawn in, you start with a crafting table right where you start. 
and you can bring materials back to that crafting table to make stronger weapons. So similar to somebody like Robin in in Smash Brothers, Robin from uh, Fire Emblem, his attacks will eventually deplete, and then he kind of has to throw away that uh, his sword will break or his pickaxe will break. Uh, and and those things don't just regenerate. You need to go craft new ones based on the materials that you have when you've done the mining. And so when you build, when you craft things, you can now craft a diamond sword if you have diamonds. And now now you'll have a diamond sword and a diamond pickaxe and whatever That's the hell cool. else he does. Yeah. And those are stronger. The, all those weapons have different properties. So the gold weapons, when you when you craft gold stuff, you attack much faster but also they don't do as much damage and they break quickly. So maybe there'd be a reason why he's like, okay, I want the rapid fire stuff right now. It's early in the match. I'd like to get more damage on them very fast. The diamond stuff is the strongest. It'll last the longest. It might do the most damage. Uh, Like it's, again, it's crazy that they put that much thought into it. Uh, Like I, if it were me, I would just say, yeah, the diamond lasts longer and that's it. They would be the same moves, whatever, um, right. I honestly, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't do the mining thing. I would just say, Hey, he's got the diamond sword. That's what people want to see. Um, so it's, it's insane that they've gone and they've changed fundamentally, um, a lot of the ways that, that, that stages work or, or having those things in stages that now they just, the has to be in the code because Steve might be able to take advantage of those different things in, in those matches. Uh, also That's for nice. fairness, if you go on any of the Final Destination style stages, or I believe on it's also on Battlefield as well, there will be a specific set of of materials Steve gets to eliminate the randomness out of things. Okay. So if you're trying to play competitively, that at least like gives you something stable instead of having that randomness. So I guess that's good. Um his other attacks seem seem kind of interesting. He has like a minecart that he can throw out. Um, he's his down B is throwing out some dynamite that doesn't immediately immediately explode. Uh, if you shoot it, it can explode. But you can also, depending on the materials that you have, make like a lead and then uh, have like a um, a button press thing, like a um, pressure pressure sensitive button that you can now step on or have opponents step on and that can blow it up. Um, You can even throw it out and then throw the minecart on in it that will like pick up the the TNT. It's, it's a lot of effort. Like it's just, it's incredible how much effort there is to make this character work and feel like he does in Minecraft, but also make him kind of a smash brothers character. It's really complicated to the point that I don't think I would like to play him as I mentioned, but I I have to tip my cap to the amount of effort they put in. I yeah. I, I have not played Minecraft. I'm not the biggest proponent of Minecraft. Uh, I I think the art style is kind of whatever, especially in some a game like Smash. Uh, I just don't feel like it quite works. Although we also have characters like Mr. Game and Watch that are flat, so maybe having right. a voxel based thing is not a big deal. Um, I, I'll say I'm not super excited for Steve. But I am still, I still respect the effort that was put in to, sure. to make this character work. Uh, that that stuff's incredible. Even the stage, even the Minecraft stage, it it will randomly choose a a season or a uh, biome, and that biome will have 
different um, elements, kind of like the Pokemon Stadium where it'll cycle through, except this one doesn't cycle. Um, it'll, like, hey, if you go to the Savannah area, it'll it'll have this tree in this specific spot. If you go to the Tundra area, it's kind of like a, a mountain in the middle area. Um, it's, yeah, it just seems That's like... Awesome. They've, they've put in a ton of effort. And, and even when they, they couldn't do something, Sakurai was talking about the music. He's like, you know, the, the music in Minecraft, pretty chill. wasn't going to quite work. So we found music from Minecraft Dungeons and from the Minecraft Story Mode and some remix stuff that people have made or that we made and ranged. And they even found ways of bringing in Minecraft stuff. That, like they, they went so deep on this and it's incredible and i want them to pick a better character for for it next time but for people sure. who like smash and people who like minecraft and there are a lot of both of those camps uh they they did win, some win. cool stuff uh, a couple of other super super quick stuff they they showed off the uh the new me costumes they always have some new me me fighter costumes along with this stuff um nothing nothing too much of note they they added like the diamond armor from from Minecraft. If you want to use that on your me character, yeah. um, oh, I'm gonna forget some of the other ones. The big the big one is Bomberman. Bomberman has been yeah. an assist trophy in Smash Brothers before, but now he also has a full me fighter costume, and that looks pretty cool. Um, I mean, I would like Bomberman as a full character who did stuff with bombs, but even as like this brawler character uh, that doesn't necessarily have bomb stuff. It is cool that that he's in there. I don't know. It, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool stuff. They they keep working on that game. There's four more characters to go. Uh, I know that I'm never going to get Isaac because they've already made a Me Fighter costume for him, and he's already an assist trophy. They're not gonna right. they're not gonna do that. Um, Isaac from Golden Sun, I mean. But uh, I am interested to see what other characters they choose, and if they're all going to be partners, like the 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 ones that we've gotten relatively recently uh by left excluded i suppose everything has been from some partner whether it's um whether it's a snk for terry bogard or atlas for joker or uh, even even like banjo kazooie like the all all the ones that we've gotten have been like non nintendo characters that are coming over here other than Byleth, I believe. I'll tell you who would be perfect. I, I, I don't see it happening. But Waluigi. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, no, I think Oliver from Nino Kuni would be a great character. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder I wonder what they would do with, with that. Um, like, would they do the Nino Kuni 1 guy, or would they do the Nino Kuni 2? Yeah, the, maybe that'd yeah. be two different. Maybe that'd be uh, uh, a skin. Skins. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Um, well, like fuck it. At this point, they're just gonna fucking put Goku in that game. Like, why? Why wouldn't they? Master Chief, man. <laughs> Master Chief's gonna God, show up. God, what? Uh, you know what? I could see Ori. Ori would yeah. make a ton of sense for something like that. Like yeah. Showing off your uh, solidarity with Microsoft and also choosing a character that probably feels a little bit more like Smash. Uh, I don't know. Uh, again, we've got four more to go. We'll see what we get. Uh, but cool. the amount of effort they're putting in, and it's still cool to see Sakurai doing these things from his home. Like he's, he's yeah. you still don't get to see a ton of his home, but uh, he said they shot this back in August, 
and you know, coronavirus is still going on and he's talking about the weather and it's it's fun to watch him do these things even if i get very bored like even me as a person who likes smash a lot gets extremely bored going i okay man i don't need to know what his tilt a is i don't need to know what his back mid air attack is it's it's amazing that you put that much effort into it but please we can just we can just skip through these it's okay Uh, um but still the attention to detail is nuts let me give you a quick update on some other Minecraft stuff. Yeah, while still here. yeah, please do. Uh, so on top of all this exciting news for Smash, there was the the next uh, iteration of Minecraft shown off. And it's going to focus all on caves and cliffs, which is really exciting. Some of my favorite things about that game. Um, I've always wanted more mountainous terrain. And people have gone to great lengths to create it in-game and just made some beautiful escapes with it. But they're really making a an aggressive looking biome with the cliffs there. But probably what's getting the most love here is how caves are generated. And so a lot of the caves like are, I mean, that's one of the, my favorite things to explore and they've added like abandoned mines into them and there's different variations of it, but now they're going to be more grandiose and there's going to be very big caverns and even cave lakes inside of them. There's going to be new geodes, uh, dripstones, all that stuff. You're going to have stalactites and stalagmites, like all that shit's going to be there. Yeah, stalactites and stalagmites. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those will be there. A um, <laughs> couple of new enemy types. One being a warden, which apparently is just an ass beater of a, a mob. Like, can just rip you apart. Um, and there's be some other new creatures that you can tame and support and have there as well. Um, Minecraft feels very different from when I was aggressively playing this, you know, 2011, 2012. And the fact that it's still going and now in, in something like Smash is, is insane. Uh, one other thing they did announce uh, for Minecraft Dungeons, they're finally going to unlock crossplay between PC consoles, uh, which is great. So that's PS4, Switch, and Xbox One that can now play that game together. And they've added some DLC to that to begin with, but they're going to add a whole another area to it and add some more stuff to it. That's a fun game. It's, it's basically Diablo. Um, sure. Worth checking out. Did uh, did they that's, totally that's can the uh, the super duper graphics pack or whatever the hell it was called? Um, yes and no. So they've they've shown off for the Xbox One uh, X. No, I'm sorry, the Xbox Series X. Mm-hmm. There and even for the Series S now, they do have a ray tracing update that'll be there, and it looks really cool. Uh, I've played the RTX version on PC, and it's. It's insane. Like it, it completely changes that game when you walk into an area with like shadow and depth and like the way that the lights work in that. It's it's really spectacular. And I, and I have to imagine that sometime down the line, Sony will get that too on the PlayStation Five. But never have uh, it's squares a really cool, looked that good. The best looking squares you're ever going to see, Chase. <laughs> and that's I think I think we've talked enough about Minecraft for yeah. a while. But let's talk but, about one of the best racing games of all time. And that is Need All right, for Speed man. Hot Pursuit Remastered. Um, hey! Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, with, this was kind of a, a surprise thing that we got in the yeah. last week. Criterion, the makers of Burnout Paradise and other Burnout games, um, and then also got the keys to the Need for Speed franchise back in the 360 PS3 days. They, uh, like, they're getting to... They've got the keys back again. Like, we've... Ghost Games has... They're driving the car. They're driving the car. Uh, Ghost Games has not done 
a fantastic job with uh, the Need for Speed franchise. So uh, EA is handing it back to Criterion, and as they probably make something bigger and bolder and more innovative, they decided let's put out one of the best games we've ever made in Need for Speed Hot Pursuit and remaster it for for consoles. So it's coming to, to PC, Xbox, PS4, um, and Switch, and then I assume also it'll work on new console stuff as well. Um, Bobby, did you ever play this game when it first came out for 360 PS3? Yeah, not not at great lengths, but I definitely um, a buddy of mine had it, and I remember like in between some of the shooter games and stuff we were playing, I would, I would hit the sticks yeah. with this. I was a huge fan of the old Need for Speed Hot Pursuit games. Like I, I enjoyed Underground as well with the the you know the body kits and your Fast and Furious shit and like that's that's fine. But yeah, totally. I, I really enjoyed the Hot Pursuit series, outrunning the cops or being the cops, and the only the only good time to be a cop, honestly. Only um, good time. And just like taking like just slamming cars into things, uh, outrunning. Uh, helicopters avoiding spike strips uh that that was always really fun for me and when they made hot pursuit uh, the the god this is a remaster of a reboot so it's kind of hard to talk about um when they made the reboot the original reboot on 360 i had a ton of fun playing both sides of of that conflict and one of the best features they had best new features for this was auto log which was a way to track your times not just with your friends but you could track things um through through leaderboards and i mean leaderboards were nothing new either but having leaderboards that updated that quickly and showed you who was right ahead of you how much time they were ahead of you by uh, to suggest tracks to you, suggest things that saying like, "Hey, you're really close to beating this person on on this track. Maybe you should go try that challenge again." It it gave this this real sense of life. It gave legs to a racing game like this. It wasn't a fully open world game. They would end up making that with uh, Most Wanted, which was also a reboot of a previous Need for Speed game. Right. The naming convention is pretty bad, I will say. Not good. Um, but even even though this wasn't... tech, It was technically an open world in that all the tracks connected to each other in some way, but you wouldn't just drive around on them like you would in Burnout Paradise or like in, in Need for Speed Most Wanted. You would still have these individual tracks, but you'd get to a point where you'd go, oh, I know this stretch of road. I know there's this shortcut here. And depending on the track that you're doing, maybe that shortcut would help you, and maybe it really, really wouldn't. And I felt like that just made it a really living, breathing world that was yeah. really interesting. I really loved the drift in here. Uh, it felt like I, I like Burnout Paradise's drift as well because it's zany and fun, right. but it was pulled back just enough to just feel perfect for me in this game. I'm, I'm really excited for it to be back. I, yeah, totally. I kind of want to play it on Switch because I just know, like, hey, stuff on Switch, that's where I want to play things. But also, I feel like a racing game like this, especially one that's getting remastered and looking prettier, right. maybe that's something I'd rather play on my PS4, eventually PS5. Uh, I, I'm just really happy that this game is back. Uh, like I've said, I think this is one of my favorite racing games of all time, if not my most favorite. And uh, That's awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm excited that you get a chance to play it again. Like, yeah, just like what a weird 
thing out of left field we just don't get this kind of stuff like you we don't get our favorite games back all that often no uh, and and getting like a new coat of paint on it is a is a nice thing speaking yeah. of old games getting mm, actually not even a new coat of paint there's no new coats of paint that's kind of the point um, None. so the, there's a new nhl game about to come out which is not something we would herald on this show because we just don't play hockey games all that often uh, right. I, I don't mind hockey. I'll watch it on TV. I like watching the Blues play, but uh, yeah, but yeah, like I'm I'm not I'm not into hockey video games, but I did enjoy hockey video games back on the NES and the SNES and the Genesis, and sure, there was a specific hockey game that everyone seems to like that is NHL '94, and so ninety oh what's in yeah, think think about it, man '94 what a time. We were so young. What a time. So young, so innocent. God. Donald God Donald bless. Donald Trump was just some guy who was in the Home Alone movie. Man. Sick. Sick POTUS. What a time. What a time. Anyway, um <laughs> so what what EA is doing, they are they're making what is called NHL ninety four rewind, which takes the same sixteen bit graphics you'd know from the Sega Genesis from from that original NHL '94, but they've updated the rosters, updated the teams to to be 2020 versions. So you can play with like if you're on the Blues, you can play with Vladimir Tarasenko, or you can play as um, um, you know the guy from the Capitals that I cannot remember the name, Ovechkin. You can play as Ovechkin, um, or you can play as the Vegas Golden Knights, a, a team that wasn't around back in 1994. And, and that stuff's really cool. But they are keeping the gameplay the exact same as as back in those days. They're keeping the same graphics back in that. And it's free for you if you pre-order the, the new, brand new NHL game. Unfortunately, EA hasn't said that this would be a separate download. So people like me who don't give a shit about the new NHL and would just want to pay $10, $15 for this... Right. Um, no word on that yet. Who, who knows? We might get it. We might not. Uh, but I applaud this over what EA has done in the past where they've had like a classic mode in their games that was just the same gameplay in that it was like a three button thing, but it had the new graphics and it just didn't feel right. Like it didn't, it didn't look right. It didn't feel right. That that's not what I wanted. I want to see the star under my player as I'm, as I'm controlling them. I want to yeah. see the number and the position of my player as I'm going across the ice. Um, that's, that's that, that's that good shit that I want. And it's cool yeah. that they're doing it. I would love to see EA or honestly, any, any sports franchise, uh, bring back those old, uh, 16 bit games. Like I would love to see Tony LaRusa baseball <laughs> that I, that I played, um, uh, back on my, on my, uh, Sega Genesis and just see that with the new teams and new, new, yeah, rosters. man, uh, the golden era of sports games. It was a good time. I got those. I, I certainly still enjoy some sports games from time to time, the modern ones, but there was something about those old ones that just felt right. That were kind of that perfect mix of, uh, Hey, it kind of feels like the sport, but also it's still gamey enough that it's fun to play first and foremost. 
instead of these modern ones that are just so hyper-focused on making it look and feel like the sport and maybe lose a little bit in the fun gameplay elements of it. So I think that's really cool. I hope they, I hope EA wises up and says, oh yeah, it'll be like a $10 thing for people who don't want to buy the full game, but we'll see. Maybe not right out of the box, but eventually. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, One last little bit of news here that, that I want to share. So uh, at the end of the month, we have the new Watch Dogs game coming out, Watch Dogs Legion. And unbeknownst, yeah, so I I do think that I've also got a 3080 lined up, uh, one of the new graphics cards. And one of the things about those, if you are able to get one, um, it comes with a year of their GeForce Now streaming service, which is a lot like xCloud for your your current library of games. And then uh, it does also come with Watch Dogs Legions for free. Um, So I, I am hoping to pick that up. But they did announce that if you get the season pass for Legion, it eventually will unlock something called Bloodline, which is a story-driven add-on that will tie characters from the first two Watch Dogs into this. So you're going to get that brooding Aiden Pierce as, as well as Wrench. Uh, I believe Wrench is the one that had the Daft Punk mask okay. from sure. Watch Dogs 2. The only thing I know about Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. That and Drones. And the, that, those are the only two. That things was a in. pretty okay game. I, that's what I hear. Uh, yeah, that was pretty okay. Um, they bring those two characters in, but what's most interesting to me, and what I think a lot of people are talking about right now, is there's a new character that they're bringing in uh, that is a member of the Assassin's Order from Assassin's Creed named Darcy. Hmm. And one of the really cool things about Darcy's appearance is that it is a bit more futuristic. It looks like an assassin from this current time or maybe even further into the future. Uh, it looks like there's some sort of like holograph uh, item in their hand and the the assassin's blade looks to be almost like a katana shape that is coming out. Like it's got a really fucking cool look to it. I, I, I don't want to speculate too much. This, this could be like fan service. It does a few things here. It confirms the existence of both of the, these universes being converged. So you've got Watch Dogs Universe and you've got Assassins, which that's been kind of a whatever for a while. But I do know that uh, there's been some language used around the upcoming Assassin's Creed Valhalla that it is the the end to the trilogy that they've set out to do with Origins, Odyssey, and now Valhalla, kind of using that that method, that style. And I would not be the least bit surprised if they did jump ahead a little bit. And maybe did something a bit more futuristic uh, versus going in the past with the Assassin's Creed game. And maybe maybe they are working on something like this. And this is the first appearance or taste of somebody that would come from that that series. But I, I love the look. I like the idea a whole lot of just flipping that on its ear. We thought we were going to get that at one point in time with that series. And then they killed it off literally. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I... It's a weird thing with Assassin's Creed. I there was definitely a time where I thought, "Oh, I want to see like a, a future Japan." I thought that's where yep. I wanted that series to go. And then I think I've turned the corner on it at some point where I thought, you know, going back to the original idea of Assassin's Creed where the future shit was just there to sell the higher-ups so they could do their Middle East game that they wanted to do. And right. 
how that how it actually ended up working out the peanut butter peanut butter in my chocolate kind of stuff that that ended up making assassin's creed what it what it was um I always thought it was interesting the way that they still use the the present slash future stuff with Desmond as as just like a way to keep going into different to completely different eras to completely different places and let their art teams just go crazy in making new gorgeous places for us to explore and climb. And I, I mean, right. the Middle East and the Ezio trilogy with all the Italy stuff and Constantinople. Um, and then even when the series lost me, I think it still did cool things. Like that was that that was the hallmark of the series. And it was always interesting to know, ooh, where was the next Assassin's Creed going to be? Oh, it's in Revolutionary War America or it's in ancient Egypt or it's in ancient Greece or it's it's now in Viking times. All of those right. are, are interesting times, um, or the the syndicate and the Britain stuff they've done, but it's it's made me now to the point where it's like I don't want them to go to the present or the future. We have so many games that do that already. Right. I, I I kind of like this series as a history lesson, especially uh, when I think of the the uh, Origins and Odyssey games that literally had like museum modes where they would tell you about mm-hmm. the the different places and the eras that you're in and the artifacts that you see, uh, the wonders of the world that you're going around. And I feel like you'd lose something if you said, oh, let's put it in the present. Oh, let's put it in the future. So part of me is hoping like, oh, I hope just Darcy's some kind of in, in world, like she makes sense for that universe. You're not going to put Ezio in there. Um, right, but it's it's cool to have an assassin that like hints at where this could be in the present. But I think it could also, I mean, it could be interesting to to say, hey, you know, we just put in the new main character for the new Assassin's Creed trilogy that we're doing right. way early. I feel like they kind of did this before, didn't they? Isn't there like a Watchdogs Two mission where you go to the Ubisoft office or something and they're talking yeah. about the next Assassin's Creed? Yeah, they they've been. Well, especially with watchdogs and the nature of watchdogs, they've been doing shit like this for a while. This would be the most brazen. Sure. Like, hey, by the way, like here's the new fucking assassin, Darcy. You get her for a little bit in this bloodline thing. Maybe, maybe that's how they do this. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, I find it interesting. Also, kind of given this is not the conversation we need to have right now, but like <laughs> all the shit happening with Ubisoft and some of the reporting around, like not able like strong feet like females aren't strong enough to carry franchises and all this shit and like going back to even odyssey where they wanted it to be only a female assassin like no it won't sell you have to put a guy in there and i i think it's interesting that they're showing like oh no no we we, we have we have a female <laughs> assassin this is darcy they will be able to play I, it's yeah. just interesting timing no i i agree and and i'm sure i'm sure there was some behind the scenes stuff that either from this being built at all to maybe just the timing of this uh, to just I, I could totally see that being yeah. like hey maybe this will stem the tide a little bit this will this will yep. call off the dogs call off the wolves from us time. cool yeah I mean I, well, I think Chase, it's interesting that's the, that's that's the news I think that Darcy is it right like we, we got a female assassin now we can go back in time for hockey you get your best your best baby back with Need for Speed. 
Uh, I'm excited for more Minecraft shit, and Steve is here for better or worse now as a playable Smash character. He's gonna get an amiibo at some point. That's really cool. He's got to. They showed yep. they showed off the amiibo for Terry Bogard, and oh, who are the other ones? Banjo. I think there was another one that I can't remember. But hmm. Terry Bogard one looks bad. Like he looks fine. But he's his stance is so wide that it would go off the 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 uh, Smash Brothers symbol, the the base. So they had to put oh in boy. those like translucent looking things Arm that uh, yeah, like to to like let his ankles sit on there, and it just it looks it doesn't look that great. He's a thick thick boy. I guess so. I, I prefer the, uh, the amiibo that don't have to have that stuff. Eh, yeah. Anyway. Chase, what are you up to outside of recording this show with me? Anything uh, exciting going on with gamers on the go man, or anything like that? No, not really. I mean, I had that that Blaseball article I wrote a couple weeks ago. Um, it has been extremely busy at work uh, these yeah. last few weeks, and it's going to continue to be really busy at work uh, for the next few weeks. So uh, kind of just trying to decompress after after work as best I can, which is not very conducive to making new content for gamers on the go but i i still plan to to do some more stuff uh i would definitely like to do another game of the year uh, thing for for gamers yeah. on the go like i've like that's been a fun annual thing that i've done and it's something i haven't really even thought about but uh i can hopefully get uh, some people together and and make a show like that happen as well but for now I mean, stay tuned to gamersonthego.com. If I if I find myself with some free time, I might write something else that, that goes up there. Or uh, who knows? I might be able to, to pull in a friend or two to, to talk about a game or franchise, and we'll get something new there. But if I, I'll, I'll definitely let you know if that stuff changes. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we've talked about it week in, week out. Like, it's it, we're just kind of in a survival mode, I think, in a lot of facets of our life. And <laughs> We are in a very interesting time place. We're nearing an election that is very, very important. And I, I, there's just so much shit happening every day. It's just my escapism has never been stronger when I, when it comes to playing video games and I don't want to have to focus on creating while escaping. And, um, I, I really, Video games have been a lifesaver for me this year. And, uh, yeah, that's what's going on there with me. Um, but if you have been checking out any of the games that we've talked about tonight or if you have any hot-breaking news that you want to share with us, um, if you want to say anything ill about Johnny, uh, please do so by hitting us up uh, via email, which we are the Casual Art Gmail Twitter at the casual hour, or you can leave us a fancy voice memo uh, through our hosting service, which is anchor. We are the, the uh, anchor.fm slash casual hour, and you can hit us up there. Uh, we'll be back next week with either another, what you've been playing or a deep dive. We're not quite sure yet, depending on how things go and uh, happy early birthday to you, chase. I know you got one coming up. Well, thank you. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see what, we'll and, see what uh, happens with that. It's not like I can go out with yeah. a bunch of friends or anything, but and uh, the for my wife, who never listens to the show, um, happy anniversary. We are hitting the five-year mark uh, here in a few days. So happy well, anniversary. What anniversary is that? Is that a wood? The, it is wood, um, which 
conveniently enough, my dad is very, very capable uh, at working with wood. And we both went to my dad unbeknownst to one another and had my dad create our anniversary gifts for each other this year. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. And so when we went back to my parents' house this past week, I'm like, hey, come here. I want to show you something. I took her to my old bedroom where it was at. And I showed her that. And she's like, okay, well, come with me now. I'm going to show you this. <laughs> and, we went, and we went to my brother's room and uh, my brother's old room. And mine was in there. And uh, it was a really fun, sweet moment. And then she also just got me uh, tonight, actually, some really cool laser etched wooden coasters that have uh, generations going back to the Atari to present um, outlines of gaming controllers oh, in the office here. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So we, we did wood. What else, what else do you have to say? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back next week. Chase, thanks again for everything. Uh, Johnny, go fuck yourself. And we will talk to you all soon.